Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. We were going to lead the the night off with, what was it again? The zombie birds? Robot zombie birds? Yes. Zombie robot birds. I don't does the robot or the zombie come first? I'm not sure. Robot zombie. But let's find out. Uh, this from Popular Mechanics. Now, in the libertarian online spaces that, well, I, I'm in or frequent or see, uh, there has been for quite some time a bit about birds aren't real. It's been the phrase yeah. that's going on. Right. So yeah. can one of you explain that? I think uh, where did that come from? What does it refer to? Some kids in South Carolina just started saying that and changed the signs, like highway signs, to say birds aren't real, and just started this whole birds aren't real hashtag. Birds aren't real. Is it because of the conspiracy of government drones disguised as birds? Does that have anything to do with it? I think so. I I mean, it could, but I don't think that's that was their intention. I mean, have you ever seen a pigeon? They're pretty sketchy. Pigeons are sketchy. (laughs) they look like they really shouldn't fly, but they do. Yeah, you know, like they could definitely just be drones. And and we of course did a story on the pigeon that carried the crack in its backpack. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, so we know that pigeons have some use anyway, especially if you're oh, absolutely. in prison and right. you're looking to get some some Score math. Some crack. Well, you know, yeah. I don't think all pigeons are government drones, but at least probably some of them are. Hmm, interesting. So then, do you think it's the government uh, making the backpacks for the pigeons to get crack in the prisons? Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. At least the CIA. Yeah. So what's the stuff that accumulates on your windshield that comes out of this? Uh, are the pigeons? Yeah. What, what are the pigeons oh. dropping? What are they? Well, doing? those are the real pigeons. Oh, those are the real pigeons. That's how you can tell the difference, oh, okay. actually. It's bird crap, do you? Right, but the, but the zombie pigeons. Have you seen the meme, though, of like the guy? He's like got one hand fastened to the outer door of a helicopter and his foot is on the, like, the landing railing yeah. of the helicopter and the rest of them is hanging off. And there's a bird underneath him, and he's like doing his business on the bird. And he's, he's like, like, "This is my chance." He's like, "How do you like it, huh? You don't like it too much, do you?" It's huh? great. It's pretty hilarious. Send that to me, okay? Uh, yeah. That's uh, from Popular Mechanics. Scientists turned dead birds into zombie drones to spy on humans. See? Well, we all have Boom. magic rectangles spying on us. Why do we need a bird? Well, well uh, right. because Tell they're us. not rectangular and they're <laughs> looking to expand their shape, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'll try to trick you. Uh, this says weird flex, but okay. This was published on February 16th. Uh, <laughs> scientists have long been interested in the aerodynamic intricacies of avian flight. Leonardo da Vinci's 15th century flying machines basically looked like giant birds, flapping wings included. And today, robotic birds fly about with names like Pigeon Bot or Bionic Swift. Now, scientists at New Mexico Tech have taken things a step further by transforming taxidermied birds into Frankenstein drones, and the results are pretty convincing. Uh, so That's creepy. Do they have propellers, or are they just... Yeah, how do they fly? Uh, well, so first of all, let's talk about the taxidermy part, because not everybody knows what taxidermy is. Taxidermy is when... Uh, you take a dead animal and you sort of preserve it for display, right? Uh, if you've ever seen like the head of a deer mounted on a plaque and you know above on the top of, above the mantle or whatever, yeah. that is taxidermy. That's what that's referred to as right. when somebody takes the head and you know guts it out, sprays it with all sorts of crap, uh, you know, and you know put shines up the fur, puts eyes. some marbles in there, yeah, all that kind of stuff, and makes it so that you don't have to maintain it. Really, yeah. that's called taxidermy. Or fish, you do that with fish too. Has nothing to do with taxis, just so like I, these are questions that I had when I first heard yeah. the word. I'm like yeah. taxidermy, what? It's like, it's like, is it like really dumb taxi drivers? <laughs> Probably like, a Latin root. It sounds like, like a government taxidermy. thing. Taxidermy, <laughs> like derma taxi. Right. What, we, what else can we tax? Taxidermy. Oh, uh, that'd be a tax derby. The competition <laughs> for right. what to tax next. Right. Who could tax yeah. more? Uh, the article continues. Instead of using artificial materials for building drones. We can use dead birds and re-engineer them as drones, New Mexico Tech professor Mustafa says. How is the pigeon going to meet its quota of windshields in mm. children at the beach 
Like, I think there's a certain amount that each pigeon has to reach, you know, each month. That's a good question. I don't think uh, more, I think we'll through. need more money for research so. on that. You have to uh, side project. The article continues. Mustafa has published more than a dozen papers analyzing drone flights and baking the biology of avian flight into drone technology. For example, in February 2020, he researched how biomimicking a bird flock's migratory patterns could make unmanned aerial vehicles more efficient. The goal of the study published in January was to analyze the aerodynamics of a flapping wing drone and discern ways to make the drone more lifelike. By using 3D flapping and aerodynamic simulators, limits of aerodynamic flapping characteristics could be set for the drone for a specific set of wings, the paper reads. This allowed the implementation of flapping mechanisms. I think they already said this. But That's also, a lot of flapping. Uh, I think I want to start a metal band called Aerodynamic Flapping Characteristics. <laughs> I'm not sure. A lifelike robo-bird zombie could have some serious real-world applications. Like spying, for example? Do in you the think woods, that's like, just you in know, the woods, mm-hmm. to spy on other birds. The most obvious and altruistic is a method for observing wildlife while limiting disruption to the natural environment. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Drones are known to be stressful for wildlife. (laughs) Yeah, they're stressful for us, too. We smash them through the window. And experts and documentarians have tried to develop guides on when and how to use them. PBS even used a drone disguised as a hummingbird so the camera wouldn't, quote, Seem like a threat, unquote. <laughs> I mean, hummingbirds definitely aren't threatening. No, but, but it's just the other animals are going to be able to tell. Have you ever had a hummingbird do like a flyby? Oh. Yeah, their wings They're go cr- really, the, really like, fast. Yeah. I, I don't want to say the wrong word because, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a like. It's a giant bug. Okay, look, I have stood from like me to, I don't know, the the stairway from like a black bear and just like, you know, held it together, held my composure, slowly backed mm-hmm. away and it was fine. But don't get me around like a bee, right? Like a bumblebee or a wasp or something. I hate or a them. hummingbird. I'm like a I'm like a you know, a schoolgirl like afraid of her <laughs> afraid of a booger. <laughs> ah, right? You know. Um I've had a hummingbird buzz by me and like I thought it was just a giant bee is what <laughs> I thought right, it was. Right. right? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> You're going to say something? There? So, yeah, hummingbirds can fly 20 to 30 miles an hour, and they flap their wings. So a, fast that, like, it, it's like, yeah. pfft, right? Like, when it when they do a, drive, a drive-by, a fly-by. Oh, so from, 10 to, so from 10 to 80 times per second when hovering. Let's go to, it looks like David in Georgia. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so uh, three things. First of all, your little announcer asked if I had Telegram, and the answer is no, because I don't recommend Telegram because it's not open source. Okay. I don't recommend anybody have Telegram. Okay, thanks. I'm deleting it right now. (laughs) Second thing is um, your video, your Free Talk Live uh, YouTube thing, not YouTube, uh, Odyssey. Mm -hmm. That's a really great great thing because uh, even if, uh, Patreon decided to shut you guys down, you could always just move over right. to there. Like, I, I use the Patreon because it has that podcast or whatever, and I like the podcast. Right. But uh, if Patreon was to say, well, to heck with you, we're going to shut you down, then I'd just go over to the uh, the Odyssey and subscribe through there to uh, to keep continue supporting you guys. Hey, thanks, and we appreciate that. And I've been looking forward to Odyssey releasing this particular feature for some time, and I, as I understand it, it is going to improve. They want to be able to be more of a Patreon alternative than they currently are. It's going to take some time for them to, you know, get it all into place or whatever. So for the meantime, we've got sort of the light version of that uh, happening right now, which, of course, video.freetalklive.com. What was the third thing, David? The third thing was about the birds themselves. So you asked earlier who the who you could deploy these against. And the first thing that came to my mind was politicians deploying them against uh, their other politician enemies to record them uh, having uh, intercourse with young girls. It's like an echoing dual repetitive redundancy. can say that again. No. It's That's, like an echoing dual repetitive redundancy. It's the Department of Redundancy Department. You can say that again. <laughs> it's the Department <laughs> of Redundancy Department. David? 
Um, and then creeps, creeps could use them like creepy cops or just creeps in general could use them to spy on like college girls. Well, you say creepy uh, cops, but you repeat yourself. <laughs> what, creepy cops? <laughs> yeah, that's, creepy. A, that's, that's a bit redundant. Yeah. Um, and the final thing that I was thinking of was deploy them against the Free State Project to take out to, to take out the upper well, leadership. Don't do that. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I would, I would be surprised that. if they're not already in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the the FBI um, has already invested five years of investigation time with a giant team of you know whomever whatever they were doing you know surveilling you know uh, spying you know digitally yeah. and otherwise uh, and and yet somehow I'm told that they weren't aware up until recently the Crypto Six trial that there was a radio program being broadcast out here now I don't believe that but I was told that oh wow. Yeah. yeah, no, my my thought would be, like, the FBI is like, okay, we're tired of these guys, so or the CIA, or we're tired of these guys, so we're going to, like, follow their leadership with these hummingbird drones, and when they're, when they're uh, alone or whatever, we're going to. Uh, we're going to take them down with our sniper rifles. So what you're saying, David, is that there seems to be a niche market for hummingbird detectors. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say mm. so, little hummingbird detectors. Yeah, you know, something you put on top of your car, make sure it's not falling around. <laughs> <laughs> Integrate that into your Amazon Ring or something. <laughs> yeah, like one of those, like one of those freaking police, like one of those radar uh, detectors, like in your car. <laughs> right, except it sounds like a bird. <laughs> sounds like a cat. Or a cat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, move back over to this uh, article that made me want to ban assault U-Hauls. I think it's the only way to solve this. I think we have to get legislation yeah. involved. Yep, absolutely. 30-round boxes in the back. Uh, this from Reuters again. Uh, one of nine people struck when a man drove a rented U-Haul truck into pedestrians in New York City. Died from his injuries on Tuesday, police said, as the driver was charged with murder and attempted murder. Well, okay. So if a guy died, he should be charged with murder. Right, you succeeded in the murder. You didn't attempt right. it. Like an attempted murder is yeah. like you I tried. tried to kill you, but I failed. Right. Yeah, right. that would be weird to be charged with both things. I mean, assumably he's getting the attempted murder charge because he ran this U-Haul into a bunch of people. Oh, okay. So attempted murder for the other people of in the group. That does that people. does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming that, but at the same time, it's weird to read that. You know, yeah. Like he did succeed. He tried to murder a guy. The guy died, and so that's, I don't know, you don't want to call it successful murder, I guess, because that's redundant, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But kind of how I feel about it. Mm. Uh, the suspect identified by police as 62-year-old Wang Soar of Las Vegas has been accused of deliberately plowing into pedestrians and bike riders in multiple locations in, uh, I think this is last Monday's, rampage through two Brooklyn neighborhoods. So imagine that. You're like... Hmm. I really want to kill some people today. What can I do? Hmm. Assault you, Hall. I don't have any guns. Yeah, because uh, they're not allowed. I'm in, in New York. I'm in Brooklyn, so it's kind of hard to get guns without yeah. Yeah, no guns. You know, jump through a bunch of you know government paperwork and that. You know, I don't really know anybody on the black market. Right. Six uh, months, you'd have to wait. Oh, look, probably. there's a U-Haul right over here. I yeah. can for twenty you know bucks. What? I could just rent a van. It's almost like you could murder somebody with almost anything. It is. Huh. It's almost like the huh. decision mm. to kill comes before the weapon selection. Wow. That's Who would have ever wow. thought of that? Uh, police told a news conference that Soar was believed to be suffering from a, quote, mental health crisis, unquote, at the time mm. of the incident. Could yeah, don't a, say. He could have had a little bird in his head or something like that that was causing <laughs> how a problem. Did, how did you decide to kill all those people? Little bird. Little bird, he told me. <laughs> little bird, told me. <laughs> He had wheels uh, on his feet. He didn't have feet. <laughs> he was arrested several miles from the scene of the attack after police pinned his vehicle. Well, it wasn't really his vehicle if he rented a U-Haul, right? Hey, I'm looking at the uh, Truth Network in Richmond. Yes. Oh, 1077 cool. WJFN. Truth Network. Truth hmm. Network in Richmond. Hmm. WJFN. Well, 107, 107.7 yes. News Talk. Can you do one of these 
Nikki, can you no. do a cheesy radio voice? Sure can't. Tom Likas. That's where I learned how to do that from, listening to Tom Likas on the Tom Likas show. The Tom Likas show. He would always, uh, he was like sort of rude. Uh, he would always, like if, if uh, <laughs> girls called in, he'd be like, would you like to talk to my staff? <laughs> and then he'd put them on hold. Like, yes, are you holding to talk to my staff? <laughs> okay, please hold for my staff. Right. I just continue to do that throughout the show. Like, he was a bit of a Rudy. He also did invent uh, Flash Fridays, though. Uh, so drive time, he was doing, uh, you know, 5 p.m. to, you know, or 4 to 4 6 to or whatever. Yeah, drive time. And so the, the deal was that uh, if you were to turn your headlights on, well, it's daylight, so it didn't happen in the in the winter, but like in the summer months. Right. If you uh, turned your headlights on during drive time, that meant that you, you wanted you you were listening and you wanted to be flashed by you know women <laughs> showing showing their boobs really? right and so if you did that uh occasionally it would happen so i i tried it i was working a nine-to-five job i'm did driving off and i'm listening to the time like a show in seattle and turn the headlights on and yep there goes a you know getting it, and, and i'm like hey. seriously it worked yeah it totally worked oh that yeah. is hilarious i've seen it happen to somebody else too another time it didn't happen to me but like you could see down there i'm like oh, he had his lights on flash friday work for that guy it was pretty sweet. Wow. Imagine if like somebody the top like this show. Imagine if somebody didn't know anything about that and they just had their lights <laughs> on. They they go home. They're like, oh whoa. They call up their bros and like, dude, like some random chick just flashed me on the freeway. Like we have a unscreened caller. You're live on the air. What's your name, please? Good evening. My name is Michael. Hey I'm Michael. Calling from, I'm calling from Connecticut. Right. Oh no. What's on your My condolences. Name? Little a little town called Madison. Still. You know, Steve's familiar with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve's uh, Steve's familiar with Connecticut. He is desperately trying to escape. Yes, but I'm a New Hampshire resident now. Nice. Eventually, Congrats. I will too. Yeah, right. I wanted to divert the conversation to alcohol. Here in Connecticut, let's booze it up. They're trying. They're trying to. Uh, there's a little battle going on to get wine in the grocery stores. Wine. Yeah, the funny thing is I work in a liquor store and a grocery store for both my W-2 activities. So it's it's kind of fun to watch the whole thing. I mean, personally, the liquor commission should not even exist. You know, alcohol should be left to the free market. And it's just, uh, you know, the whole alcohol industry is really just one giant cartel. Oh, yeah. When it comes to mm-hmm. And uh, I personally am going to change careers. And I've done liquor business most of my life, and I'm changing careers. I don't even drink anymore. I just... And I'm actually, I will eventually eye New Hampshire. That's that's my Yeah, the goal. liquor stores are run by the state. <laughs> if you if you don't drink anymore, do you drink any less? Uh, a lot less, yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah. so, it's just, the whole thing is so ridiculous to watch. You just, uh, you know, I what? think get rid of the taxes, the government central planning and all that, and just whoever wants to sell, you know, you want to start your own brewery, Start your own brewery or yeah, why not? sell whatever you want. Yeah, uh, prohibition yeah. should have taught us uh, all we needed to know about that. But instead, what happened is uh, government monopolized the industry and became uh, essentially the drug dealer uh, in the relationship, right? The, uh, here in New Hampshire, the liquor stores are still state-run, and so they definitely have the monopoly, and you can't get... Like, I've tried to get uh, specialty orders, and they're like, no, we just can't order that. I'm like, why not? I don't know, because we're the state of New Hampshire. And I'm like, oh, okay. But back in uh, Washington State, uh, when I lived there, they were, when I first moved there, they were all state-run. But then at some point, they were like, no, 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 we're going to let it be free market now. And what they did was horrific. Oh, no. What they did was horrific. Uh, Anybody who desired to be an independent a booze distributor uh, was sort of a retailer, a retailer, Retailer, a retailer was sort of kicked out of the business. Like people tried to open like just like Bob's liquor store and like a mini mall, you know, kind of thing next to a little Caesars pizza or whatever in the strip mall. And those guys could not compete because uh, they gave all of the favoritism and tax breaks to all of the giant retailers. Like uh, I think total wine was the biggest one. Liquor warehouse. Uh, Total wine and more was the biggest one. (laughs) That's regulatory capture at work there. Right. So yeah. so in and, Connecticut, you're you're saying about the wine, is it going to be available in grocery stores? They're still they're, they're planning to vote on that. Okay. I think in the near future. They had a big hearing, uh, all the 
you know, package stores and, and the wholesalers came out against it and the, all the big grocery stores came out for it. It's just, yeah, I guess it's just, kind of an interesting little uh, kabuki show to watch. You right. know? Whoever has the biggest lobby will win that one. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is we sell, um, the other thing, uh, we sell cigarettes in our package store. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting last year, the state uh, makes makes us card everybody who buys cigarettes regardless of age. <laughs> So I'm 78 years old. Sorry, I got a card. Yeah, they actually did. A, they tried to do a sting on us a couple of weeks ago. They sent a younger person in. And it's the owner carded him, but I mean, what are they going to do? Send an 85 year old grandmother to go in and try to buy a pack of Newport? <laughs> yeah, so they ridiculous. probably will. Yeah. Well, they're making it in some uh, gas stations and stuff, at least around here, where the cashier has to scan the id yeah. the license because yeah, i license. i tried to buy something the other day and i only had my temporary paper id from new hampshire that they give you before they send in the the real card yep and they wouldn't i couldn't buy what i was buying she was like i'm so sorry but i literally cannot cash you out without scanning your card it's jerome in south carolina oh awesome don't do the crime if you can't do the time <laughs> yeah don't do it don't go to bed with a price on your head. Don't do it. But keep your eye on the sparrow till the going gets narrow. Hey, you know, I know you so much. <laughs> so wait, wait, hang on, Jerome. Thanks that was for, awesome. Thanks for yeah. mentioning birds in there because yeah. that seems to be a yeah. bring it back. Bring it back. Tonight. Bring yeah. it back. You know, you were talking about birds. You know, I remember when I was much younger than I am right now. I, I, I was watching a movie one night and it was called The Birds. Mm. Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. classic. <laughs> Oh, that'll scare the hell out of you. (laughs) I I never forgot that movie. And that was a long time ago. I don't like horror movies. I I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror stuff at all, period. You know, never. Don't don't ever invite me to a horror movie because I'm not going. Just don't like that stuff. Hey, by the way, I found out something today I didn't really know. And like seven of the last uh, eight presidential elections or, as Gil Durantin would say, uh, that the uh, Republican Party lost the popular vote. Gee, I wonder why. They're such nice people. They're, 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 everybody loves them. Seven of the last popular vote. Okay? I don't understand well, it. But they're such good people. Aren't all votes based on popularity? Isn't that the whole thing? It's basically a popularity contest, and whoever's the most popular wins. But didn't Stuart Spaulding say, I'm kind enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me? <laughs> Stuart didn't Smalley, they get right? the memo? Huh? Isn't that Stuart Smalley? Yeah, right. Stuart Smalley from yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him and I miss Dieter. Yeah. Sprockets. Dieter, but, it's time to dance. <laughs> I miss, look at my uh, love. Look at the monkey. My monkey Klaus. <laughs> my monkey Klaus. I look here. We got two people from the state here. Uh, one's already declared she's running, and the other one he's like ready to dip his toe. That's Nikki Haley and uh, Tim Scott. I just want to make this declaration: if they ever become president, the chance of them being president about the same as me being like a uh, what would you call that? Uh, sex change. <laughs> I get a sex change. Okay, I become a hermaphrodite. Okay. <laughs> That's the chances of them becoming president of this. I country. believe the proper term right. is an it's maphrodite. Like uh, no pronouns here. Hey, Nikki Haley said that Raphael Warnock, who ran for um, senator against everyone's favorite football star, Herschel Walker, the guy who lived in Texas but ran for office in Georgia, they said that Raphael Warnock needs to be deported. Just remember that. Remember that Democrats when she runs, she wants the black people to be deported. Okay. Just remember that. So Jerome, I don't know who any know. of these people yeah, are, honestly. You, it's <laughs> it's pretty great when you call because you represent a portion of the United States population who watches way too much po- political television. Hey, hey, well, I was listening. I was watching Fox today, and they were, they were trying to blame the Democrats for that chemical spill in Ohio. I said, "Oh yeah." Why? Wait, and, wait. Uh, aren't, aren't you a Democrat? Yeah. Why are you watching the Republican news channel? I sometimes I like to see how the other half lives, you know. 
And, and I don't like it. You do realize, of course, that not everybody is either a Republican or a Democrat, right? Well, if you're not a Republican, well, oh, yeah, independent, you're just a Republican in denial. That's all you are. No, I'm, I don't think I'm, so, though. I'm that doesn't neither, really add up. I'm neither Republican or Democrat. That's something that Democrats say because they like to pigeonhole everybody that they don't agree with into the same category. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Hi, I'm Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. You are live on the air. What's on your mind? Well, I'm a retired physician, and I've always wondered about why people are the way they are. And uh, a couple years ago, I came across some research that was published in 2015 documenting um, out of a Canadian prison when they looked at men who were convicted of pedophilia as compared to men who had sexual transgressions against teenagers. Okay. These were pre-adolescents, right? Um, these men had physical anomalies that marked them as having a teratogenic exposure in the first trimester and early second trimester. And I just think it's a really grievous thing to saddle a man with desire, with a brain that desires uh, sexual contact that is forbidden in so, our society. I'm sorry, can you back up just a bit? Because sure. you said something happens in the womb? Yes. Teratogenic exposure. What is that for our for our listeners? Yeah, teratogenic um, something that mutates you from normal to abnormal. An example would be thalidomide, where the children were born with yeah. very small limbs or no limbs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what the chemical exposure is that is causing this, and there doesn't seem to be any interest in figuring it out. Um. They, they believe that in Canada, 1% to 2% of men have this trait, which, of course, they did not ask for, right? Right. And if they ever have a, an exposure to alcohol or drugs, they will behave in a way different from normal people, okay? And um, I think that we need to go ahead and set up a society where there will not be any children, not a prison, but, you know, a decent place to be. Where if you decide to, to, you know, drink a bunch of alcohol, you won't end up making a mistake because you, can, you can't get access to them, to the children. But um, we also need to emphasize uh, we need to find out what this, what this compound, what this is. Something is damaging. And see, I, I understand there are some people whose religious beliefs think that, oh, it's your karma. And I, I just can't go there. <laughs> you do not deserve to be poisoned while you're uh, an embryo while you're in, yeah. you know, so I'm, in utero. I just what so what was your solution? Well so first fetal? of all I, I just I, wanna get I just want to get the problem uh succinct for, for our listeners especially also for myself. So you're saying that you have read somewhere or done some research that leads you to believe that chemical exposures in the womb lead to pedophilia as adults? Uh yes. Why don't you input into a search engine the words minor physical anomalies as a window into the prenatal origins of pedophilia? Mm-hmm. Our crack producer so, is working on this. In the solution, and I just want to make sure I get you right, so the solution to that is to put all children that have any sort of fetal alcohol syndrome or whatever? No, no, no. no. I'm saying that... Um, that the men who have this inclination need to be offered a chance to be in a safe environment where there will not be any children. Let's move into this bit uh, about parents suing social media for social media's lack of parenting skills. So I bought this tablet to parent my kid. (laughs) In your website, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Los Angeles, California, February 8th, uh, at about the time her daughter reached the age of 12, American health executive Lori saw her once confident, happy child turning into someone she barely recognized. At first, she thought a bad case of adolescent angst was to blame. Initially, her daughter had trouble sleeping and grappled with episodes of self-loathing and anxiety, but by the time she was 14... She had started cutting herself and was having yep. suicidal thoughts. Take wow. away the phone. Get her on some medication. Seriously. Without, without Lori knowing, 
she had been sneaking away her confiscated smartphone and spending hours online at night trawling through posts about self-harm and eating disorders on social media platforms. Yeah. No, and that's real, too. I remember I was on, uh, when I was a teenager, I was on a website called Tumblr. And there's all these like subgenres, I guess you could call them, of yeah. different things. And there was this one where this like subgenre that was all about cutting yourself, like self harm, eating disorders, and it was just a bunch of girls who would post pictures, just glorifying this basically. Who could get the most and likes of cutting ba- themselves up? Basically, wow. and it's I could see like if you're a vulnerable young girl who's already maybe dealing with like trauma and stuff like that, and you're just like trying to figure out. You know, you're trying to belong to some sort of group or you're just trying to find your way. If you are stuck in this, you know, black hole on the Internet, the how that would be right, easy but, to get sucked into. But something has to be amiss with you for you to seek this out in the first oh, absolutely. place. Lack of parenting, maybe. Okay. Or support. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, support. We're, we're not there yet. Oh, oh, we're not there okay. yet. All right, all right, all right. Jumping the gun. Don't be abusive. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she caught her daughter trawling through posts about self-harm and eating disorders on social media platforms. Quote, one day she said to me, Mom, I'm going to hurt myself badly if I don't get help. That sounds like a cry for help to me. She's saying to her mom, yeah. hey, right. I'm, you know. Yeah. Lori said, she, as she described the mental health crises that have plagued her daughter for the last two years, disrupting her education, and devastating the family's finances. She asked to use only her first name in order to protect the identity of her daughter. Praying for her daughter's care, therapists, a psychiatrist, and multiple residential treatment facilities across the country has nearly bankrupted Lori, who recently sold her house in California and moved to a cheaper home in another state. Wow, so it sounds like she's really trying here, right? I, I have a theory. Okay. And some folks might not like it. Uh, but we're going to we got to get through some of this before we can come back to it. In August, she filed a lawsuit on behalf of her daughter against the social media platforms she blames for the ordeal. Yeah, you lost me there. Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. So these are the three. Okay. This mother has determined that Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok are to blame for her daughter's mental health problems. The case is one of dozens of similar U.S. lawsuits which argue that when it comes to children, social media is a dangerous product, like a car with a faulty seatbelt, and that tech companies should be held to account and pay for the resulting harms. When I was uh, just beginning to listen to heavy metal, rock and roll, the devil's music, my very, very religious uh, parental units at the time uh, sent me to this seminar called The Truth About Rock. Wow. And this was a whole bunch of overly religious people yeah. with poor parenting skills who had children who were suicidal in one way or another uh, or suffering from some sort of mental health crises as, generally speaking, a result of their bad parenting uh, who blamed rock and roll and heavy metal for their children attempting suicide. It's Ozzy's fault. Right. Yeah. Right, Ozzy, Judas Priest, yeah. Metallica, yeah, Kiss, right? Yeah. You get all that right. ACDC, yeah. right? Shoot it's, to Thrill oh, was yeah. like, yeah, it's oh the back gosh. masking in the whole six 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 thing, or the now. yeah, the Blue Oyster Cult one. They're, uh don't fear the fear Reaper. The Reaper. They're right. making, they're gonna make all now, the kids commit suicide. Now, all of this was found factually false. Yeah, of course, obviously. Right, uh, music does not induce suicide. But now, are you sure it doesn't uh, possess them? By demons? Because that's the argument a lot of really religious people use. You know, you're going to get possessed. Uh, uh, the, the evidence has shown that that is not the case. What has been shown, evidentially, is that uh, somebody's behavior while listening to music is or can be interpreted as a symptom of whatever mental health crisis they're having. So, for example, you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. And you feel sad. And so you seek out sad love songs. No, I yeah. go for the metal. About breaking go for up, the metal. Right? You know? No. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, this oh, okay. is what yeah, people generally Yeah, it's a common thing. Yeah, do, yeah. Sad, right? sad playlist, you know? whatever. Uh, if it's somebody's birthday, what are they gonna, you're going to sing happy birthday. You're yeah. going to find the birthday songs. You're going to send them to... Yeah. Right? Uh, this is the thing you're going to do. So music is not the cause of these things in people, nor is social media. Social media is not the cause of these things. Her daughter 
did not develop these mental problems as a result of social media. Her daughter developed these mental issues as either some form of child abuse or bad parenting or a combination of the two. Well, and I think Correct. you know where this is getting where people are getting confused here because social media gives them more specific ideas, right? So whereas a child might not think about cutting themselves or self-harming or developing an eating disorder, they might not be able to come up with those specific ideas themselves. But they would not do those things. You wouldn't mutilate yourself unless you had pre-existing trauma or mental illness. Right. Even if you see it on the internet, right. you're not going to slit your wrists unless there's really something there. And I think that's legitimate. And I think there's a, it's a lot to do with parenting. Yes. I think, unfortunately, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to play the blame game here. Yeah. In this world we live in today, where to afford anything, both parents have to work or whatever. Split split families. Right. It's it's hard to be completely attentive to your children in the way that they need. Yes. So we send our kids to public schools. We pay someone else through taxation to raise our kids. And it's impossible for a teacher to, one, love your children as much as you do, into two, raise like 30 kids. Right. It's, it's impossible. Right. So this is kind of, this is the end result. Right. Kids aren't getting enough love and attention from their parents and their families. Yeah, the outsourcing of teaching children to government is one of the most horrible ideas planet yeah. Earth has yeah. ever had. Uh, humanity <laughs> has ever had. It, it is certainly... Uh, and it is a reflection on people, people who do not understand. Like, if you're going to have children, whether you do it on purpose or it sort of happens, on, as most most people are like, yeah, it sort of happened, right? Like, yeah, it, that, it, it doesn't sort of happen, but they say <laughs> that. Sort of they happen. say that, but like, but they they don't plan on it. But it is super important for you to get if you're going to have children to get your children into. A one-income, one-parent-at-home situation. All of the evidence suggests that having both parents plus one of them at home Mm -hmm. is the key to raising a decent person, Mm -hmm. a a well-adjusted child. We've got Greg in New York calling. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah, I very much agree with what you guys are saying. And before I... uh launch into my libertarian rant, my left libertarian rant, I just wanted to say uh, I totally agree uh, about Ian. Um, I, if there's anything I can do to help uh, direct people there, uh, and for me personally, anytime I dealt with him, he's always like a stickler for honesty, like the truth. Yes. And uh, that, you know, that alone shows that uh, if he would have to do some business with people, I think, then he would... Uh, Try, you know, never to mislead anyone about it. Absolutely. Um, so people have to understand that. Yeah, it sucks, you know, the mismatch between the moral, ethical character of a man and the government's uh, idea of uh, what is a crime, I suppose. Yeah, but, it uh, sure does. And also, like, I, I understand why he took the jury trial, because, you know, he figured his chances were better. Uh, you know, rather than just going, okay, whatever, you know, or taking a plea deal or whatever. I, uh, after seeing this trial go down in person, uh, I, I was there. I saw that uh, I have zero faith in juries whatsoever. I think it's a horrible idea. And honestly, I was always told by attorneys, jury trial is not the way to go typically. Yeah, they do say it's like convincing however many people, what is it, 12? Yeah. Convincing 12 people versus one. And you see how easy it is to convince them. Like, they just want to go home. They don't even care half yeah. the time. Yeah, but were they his, you know? were they his peers? No, Absolutely not. No, no. They, there's, yeah, and there's so many layers to that. They went out of their way to make sure uh, nobody on the jury had any uh, cryptocurrency involvement whatsoever. Which, yeah. Which is the the retarded, I mean, the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, here's a guy you're you're accusing of doing... Uh, things involving cryptocurrency, wouldn't you want people experienced in that particular thing or at to the be very on the least, jury? At the very yeah. least, they not, understand it? Yeah, not picking it's, them out, you know, because they don't actually care about what the true definition of what your peer is. Yeah. They just, they they maybe just didn't want them to be biased. Greg? 
Yeah, it's like those Congress people who make the laws but have absolutely no idea how the Internet actually functions. <laughs> it's Remember? a series of tubes. <laughs> Lots of wires it's in there, too. So it's going to be, yeah, I know, it's all this stuff. Uh, uh, you're lucky if you could get one person to understand how the Internet works in Congress. It's crazy. Much less a jury. <laughs> so so uh, I just wanted to say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a libertarian, but I come at this uh, – from a perspective that government works together with capital, with corporations. And once you see it, you can't see it. So yeah. I, I agree with you. But, like, here's what, you know, here's what happens. In the past, uh, it was just my convention that one person in the family worked at corporations and the other person mostly, like, took care of the household because it didn't automate, like, the, the stuff. You know, dishes, uh, laundry, like, it was not automated. Right. Okay. Once it became automated uh both parents were free to you know you would think get some leisure but no the corporations uh said oh women's liberation great you know what you should do with your life you should climb the corporate ladder you should lean in and do 10 hours a day whereas like i would say to both sexes like lean out like spend time with your own children right because what happens is it's like no don't worry about that we'll put them in the government school and then the government school is going to teach them how to be nice little corporate drones and work for that corporation Hmm. You know, n- never mind the fact that when they grow up, the, the bots will do everything already that they're training them to do. So, but anyway, it's just, it's silly because the the good economy is when no one spends time with their kids. Everyone specializes. Everyone becomes, you know, partner at their law firm or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just see that as a rat race, that, you know, it's like an- anathema to actually enjoying your life and like taking care of your own kids. We have Gigi in South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Gigi. Number one, I would like to say, as someone who enjoys listening to this program for a long time, as well as someone who is always treated with nothing but courtesy and professionalism, I do not feel, this is just my personal opinion, that anyone has ever been nor is currently abusive to David from New Mexico. The fact that you always take his calls and permit him to exercise his right to express his various opinions Mm -hmm. speaks for itself. This is just one lady's opinion. Now, my other reason for calling Mm -hmm. is I would like to know After all these objects flying over our so-called airspace were shot down, as well as NORAD shooting down something over Canada's airspace, where are the Joint Chiefs? Where is the President? Where is the military? Where is intelligence? I feel like I'm living through that comedy movie that was made famous by Alan Arkin and Jonathan Winters. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. And I say it, I thank God you're giggling because I feel like this is all nonsense. Uh, oh, it, it absolutely uh, is nonsense. Wait till it starts shooting down so the is. robot birds. I know. That's next. Oh my God. I feel like I'm living in the middle of a movie. Yeah, it feels like the Twilight Zone sometimes. Like, what's going That's on right. here? I forgot about that. I used to watch yeah. that when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. Yeah, I... And, Nikki, I want to say something especially to you. You always conduct yourself like a professional and a lady. Thank you, Gigi. I, I appreciate that. I feel that you are abusive to any caller. Thank you. I appreciate that. But sometimes the hosts. Every, yeah, off the air, though. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah during the commercial breaks, you got to hear this. She cracks that <laughs> yeah, way. You're, 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 you crack me up. <laughs> I know for a fact I've heard David attempt to call other radio programs that I have listened to. Really? And there they are make other it radio very programs? clear to this man. You're not permitted to call into our show, and they click him off. Ooh. Yeah, I think he he is. He's banned from several radio yes, shows because ma'am. he does that the is, thing where he repeatedly that calls in, but like just correct. keeps talking about the same thing yeah. over and over again. It's like, come on, bring some fresh material. 
Well, I would also like to hear something positive and constructive mm-hmm. yeah. and less caustic. We need more calls like Gigi's. Yeah. And whatever well, phone you're you know using, what? Gigi, I that is awesome. I don't always it's agree with phone. everything that various hosts say. However, I value that you permit people to call and express their opinions because it reinforces civil liberties, of which I'm very sensitive about, and I like the format. We have Stanley calling from New Mexico. Stanley, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thanks for taking my call. What's Two on your items. Mind? Uh, somewhere in my memory, I recall the uh, peers being determined or defined as merely the residents or citizens of the same county. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same profession, same age, same is gender. That, is that the uh, the government then uh, changing the definition of peer to you know from like the dictionary definition? You know, uh, uh, and I'm going to bring out a failure of my own. I do not have a copy of Black's Law Dictionary in my house. I should. Every citizen should. And uh, we, instead of uh, wondering about the definition, probably Black's Law Dictionary would define it and give the court case or cases in which that definition was uh, recalled from the, orig- the writings of the original founders. So the or, reason uh, I ask this, of course, is because government is known for uh, changing definitions from the commonly yeah. understood definition to something uh, far more, uh, you know, in their favor. You have something, uh, Steve? Uh, well, according to uh, Black's Law Dictionary, which I don't have a copy, I use my magic rectangle to check this out. Okay, it says. Uh, right. The definition and citation equals those who are a man's equals in rank and station. So a man it could be a woman, could be yes, they, them. Okay. So. Well, if that's what Black's Law Dictionary says, then my the memory of uh, it peer being um, just a, a resident of the same county is is wrong. But not necessarily, though, because he's looking that up on his phone. And mm-hmm. that's why I always recommend, especially with, you know, books like that. It's really important to keep a physical hard copy because things can be right. changed on Digitally the internet changed, yeah. and there's no, you can have no trace of it being, but if you have the yeah. physical hard copy of the book with the year it was published, then you know when. Hard copy right. proof. Yeah. And then you can compare, okay, well, my book says this and now the internet says this. So they are literally changing definitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, I guess that'll be a uh, project number seven hundred and eighty-nine for me to do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, the thing that that bothers me too about the using the word peer and saying a jury of your peers, if we just look at the definition, saying someone uh, of equal station, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, there was mean? there was nobody on uh, Mr. Freeman's trial that was a radio host. Nope. There was nobody that was a radio programmer, a radio engineer, uh, any involvement in radio whatsoever, and that's been uh, Ian's entire career. There was no one on that jury that had anything to do with cryptocurrency at all. They were not vendors. They were not exchange operators. They were not even uh, consumers who were familiar with cryptocurrency. In fact, they went out of their way to make sure there was no one on that jury that had anything to do with cryptocurrency whatsoever. And so to say that it was a jury of his peers, to me, it's a straight lie. No further Uh, questions. I I empathize with your uh, frustration there. It it appeals to my common sense. Uh, Black's Law Dictionary uh, notwithstanding. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Some of us have common sense. But my other subject was uh, whenever anyone discusses the the American um, tax system, I I wish they would include... uh, either positive or negative criticism of of the fair tax, the uh, so-called federal sales tax, although I wonder about the constitutionality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like it would put all the taxpayers on on an equal understanding of the tax law uh, instead of, oh, I don't care, you know, I'm getting um, this credit for this, credit for that, and 
the other person's not. So so it divides us with all the uh, nuances and differences and uh, amounts supposedly legally owed because of person's uh, different occupation or their family size or their solar panel uh, engagement or, yeah. or their um, uh, subsidized uh, federal housing um, ownership or partnership with the federal government. Yep. Yeah, but the, the accounting Hawaiian lobby guy. would never let that through. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes, I just want to bring up the fact that we have many bait cars here, and they've been ca- catching a lot of criminals. They put out more bait cars. And what do you mean by that? Cars? Yeah, what, is this like a, a mouse trap? They set out some cheese and they catch car. I don't know. How does this work? What's a bait car? Bait, bait cars, we have so much auto theft that we have these. They're actually police cars. And then these criminals think that it's a left. They just break in and they steal these cars and they shoplift and they um, do other crimes with these stolen cars. But they're actually a police car. And then they could. Um, slow them down and make sure they um, stop the car. Is there a police officer so in the they, trunk? It, that would be great. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something <laughs> like, surprise. like the trunk monkey? Remember the trunk, trunk monkey? <laughs> comes out and... you know, well, it's amazing trunk that, uh, they can't tell the difference, these criminals. And they have cameras in, inside. And I see pictures of them uh, and driving in the car and I see them running. And uh, But it's it, it's uh, really good to so that well, uh, I don't think don't it is good do... because I don't like the idea of setting people up. Right? It's like right. baiting them. You don't. They weren't a criminal until it's like this, they do the same thing with undercover police officers trying to buy or sell drugs. Right? They are causing a crime. Right? So wouldn't the cops be the true criminals for setting these people up? I mean, they they didn't do anything wrong until they got baited into this situation. Sarah? Well, the thing is that we have so much auto theft. This is the only thing that they can do. They're only is it the only thing they can do? Okay, but Sarah, you don't even own a car, so what does it matter to you if cars are getting stolen? Well, it's just that they they take these cars and they go shoplift at other stores, and then they do other. They speed and they run traffic red lights, and then they, they oh the horror all this other. <laughs> And they run people over and all the rest of it but with is, them stolen cars. Is this the best That's solution, the though? Like, is this the only thing they can do to Beta. stop auto theft? Auto theft. Well, um, I mean, what else is there? We don't have enough police. I mean, this is a, they're using the technology. I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, it's always, uh, New Mexico is a catch and release state. They they have 5,000 more. <laughs> New Mexico is a catch and release, so when the police catch you, they release you? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.